I'm Sylvia Burgos Tofnes, and this is Deep Roots Radio. Every week, my guests help us connect the dots between what we eat and how it's grown because every single food dollar we spend either protects or degrades the environment, produces foods with high nutrition or empty calories, and either helps pay a fair wage or keeps farm workers among the working poor. We get to make that choice every time we push a cart through the grocery store, visit the farmer's market, and eat at a restaurant. I hope you enjoy this interview. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning. It was a balmy four degrees on my drive here this oh, morning. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. So so where did, how, how far down did it go at your farm last night? Uh, we were uh, 14 below when I left this morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we so, were about the same thing. Okay. Yeah, my my uh, little <clears throat> little weather station registered, I think, fifteen below. Okay, you're kind of down in the hollow, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the hollows in the hills of of uh, Amory and Clear Lake, yep. Wisconsin. Yeah, and the cows are out there um, eating constantly mm-hmm. as yep. they uh, kind of strive to keep themselves warm. How's your herd doing? They're they're doing well. Uh, they do go through a lot more hay though when it gets cold like this. Oh man, yeah. it is just a nonstop thing because part of that digestive system helps to actually keep them warm. Right. Yep. So it's not only about feeding their cells, but actually kind of building up an internal temperature that mm-hmm. helps them ward off this amazing cold. We actually have a space that the calves can get in, but the cows can't, and we uh. save our second crop. And when they come in there, then we feed that to the calves to give them a little boost in the winter. Well, you've got a sophisticated system. (laughs) My calves are just like out there fending for themselves. The the mom is going to have to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and and, uh, let's see, you're not as hilly as we are, I don't think. uh -uh. So a lot of the time when it's really cold and the wind is blowing, our cows find a south-facing hill. Sure. And get themselves out of that north wind. Yeah. So then they're out of sight, but we know that they're kind of warm. Right. You know, so what do you do to warm up in this kind of weather, Dave Corbett? Stand in front of the wood stove. That's one strategy (laughs) that really, really does work. One of the things that I do, and we've talked about this before, is I bake like crazy. Oh, yeah. So lots of Bundt cakes came out of Mm -hmm. the oven yesterday and a whole bunch more kind of scheduled for today. But another thing is to actually cook foods with some real heat. In ah. them, not only temperature-wise, but maybe spice-wise. Okay. Now, having a grown up in a Puerto Rican household, we were really into garlic, okay. not chilies. Mm-hmm. That's not part of the Puerto Rican cuisine. But as I've gotten older and become more exposed to different kinds of food cultures, mm-hmm. I've come to really love Indian food and Thai food, some of the Chinese foods from provinces that really focus on chilies, and of course, Mexican. Sure. Which is uh, that those South American and Central American um, parts of the world is where the chili actually originated. Mm -hmm. And then through different kinds of land movements of people, it kind of spread around the world. But it was really interesting because as I was making some chilies rellenos earlier this week, one of the hot sauces I reached for is a cilantro avocado hot sauce mm-hmm. made in Minnesota. Really? Across mm. the creek? Across, yes. 
not across the country, but across the creek. Yeah. And it is fantastic. A another product that I have, I haven't tried it yet. I, I, in fact, I brought it for you, Dick yeah, Corbett. Can you, can you read what that is? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Also made in? Minnesota. Minnesota. Huh. So both of these products are one of the close to 100 products that are available through a subscription box service called the You Betcha Box. Oh, I love it. Out of Minnesota. And we have with us here this morning in studio, Katie Stearns, who is the founder and CEO of this really novel, this kind of new idea called the You Betcha Box. Good morning, Katie. Good How morning. are you? Great. Staying warm. <laughs> good, good. Something <laughs> that we need to do to stay alive. It's not an option here <laughs> in the upper Midwest. <laughs> Katie, the You Betcha Box. When I first saw this about a month ago, I thought, man, that's clever. I mean, because certainly one of the iconic things about people who live in this part of the country is just that expression. Yes. You betcha. You betcha. Katie. Thank you. The You Betcha Box. Explain, what is this thing? Well, it is a Minnesota artisan food gourmet gift box. And it, um, it's more than one. It's a variety. So it's the overall concept. And then we have different themes. Like we have a Minnesota hotties box that has a collection of really amazing uh, award-winning hot sauces from across the state of Minnesota. We have a great um, Rise and Shine box, which is um, breakfast-oriented. So we have a really amazing artisan coffee um, with um, great pancake mix from the Northland from Cook, Minnesota. And we have a wonderful jam maker, Grandma's Gourmets, who's on the southern border. She's in um, Albert Lee, Minnesota. And then we have a really wonderful um, bottled uh, maple syrup from uh, North Branch. Wow. So the, there's a variety of boxes and themes, and the concept is around, you know, we have these fantastic products right in Minnesota and um, right in our own backyard that people may not even be aware of. Mm -hmm. When I started this and started looking for, you know, vendors to work with and partners, um, I was shocked to find some of these amazing things right in my own backyard that I didn't know about. And I thought we really need, I, they need help getting the word out and spreading their, you know, their wonderful products and brand awareness and recognition. And we all have so much pride in where we're from, and we have that Minnesota pride. And what a great way to um, show that, and through our gift giving. Wow. Now the subscription. So let, let's say I decide, oh boy, this is a great idea. You've got these different themed boxes. Mm -hmm. um, now, how many boxes a year would I get if I subscribe? Sure, well right now, because we're still at launch, um, really, we're just we just we just last week sent out our very first subscription boxes, and um, they are going out on a quarterly basis. Okay. And you can decide if you want to just do one delivery or if you want to do up to four a year. So at the time when you check out online, you can decide which level of you know frequency you want. Um, and it's so it's it's a little confusing because when people hear the word subscription, they presume it's just an ongoing thing unless mm -hmm. they cancel it. And it's we're doing it more like you can buy from one to four, okay, at a time. Good. And you yeah, and it's a quarterly thing. So our next subscription box is going out um, 
in April. So the deadline to order that is in March, is the beginning of March. Good enough. All right. Yeah. So there's a schedule yes. during which they'll, they'll go out. The subscription box is going to be focused on the Minnesota Discovery box. Okay. And that is going to be kind of a surprise. You're not going to know what you're going to get. And it's going to be seasonally themed. All right. And, okay, and it. it will introduce great new products, new flavor profiles, or um, like some of my vendors have brand new flavors coming out in their sure. product line. And um, they'll be put together in such a way that it kind of makes sense. You'll get a vendor profile. When you open the box, you'll get to read about all the vendors as you're experiencing their product and get more information about where to find it. Um, and you'll have access to like a VIP section too in the website where you can um, find extra recipes that utilize the products. Um, we're working with Minnesota chefs and food bloggers and people who are kind of uh, great uh, uh, culinary experts who mm -hmm. can provide recipes as well. So wow, our boxes have uh, will incorporate um, recipes utilizing the ingredients that are in the box too. So people have and suggested uses and things like that. Wow, it's really kind of an education in a box. I mean, when you right. say discovery, I'm thinking, okay, so there's products, but also the, these connections. Yes. To information and other people and other businesses. It, it's really quite a web. Exactly. That you're, that you're building here. Yes. I'm going to be putting boxes that you can buy at any time online. So we'll have a breakfast box you can buy. We'll have, you know, a treats box. Um We'll have a hot sauce box that you can just buy at any time and right. send it wherever you to yourself or <laughs> friends and family or VIPs or, you know, okay. customers and clients and things like that. You know, we're going to take a look at a discovery box because you brought one in today. Yes. But before that, let me ask you, why did you launch this business? Well, um, I'm an entrepreneur by nature. <laughs> and so I'm always seeing, you know, opportunities and places where there's a need. And um, I have three sons. And over the years, they've been involved in enrich. I've, we've gotten them involved. We, they're public school students. And the, because of funding cuts, you know, we're finding that we're having to seek outside enrichment opportunities for them more and more. And I know a lot, many families are in the same boat. And my sons sing like, with the Minnesota Boy Choir, for example, that's one of the groups that they're involved in. And I was looking at not just that group, but other groups as well, um, the kinds of fundraising opportunities we had. Mm. And I wasn't super excited about them <laughs> because I thought, you know, we're selling products that I don't feel connected to. We're not mm. passionate about. And I thought, gosh, we have amazing stuff right here that we could be promoting as well. And then we're helping support local small businesses, too. And this is really about how do we leverage what we already have to open mm. opportunities for everyone, right? And develop talents. And, you know, these enrichment opportunities are so critical for youth development. And I thought how it's, you know, if you can't just write a check, how did these families, how can families do this otherwise? And we need right. to create better funding mechanisms so people can participate. So um, that was kind of what started the idea. Okay. And so I did a fundraising campaign with the Minnesota Boy Choir. That was our first, very first pilot. And families went out and they sold the boxes and it was a great learning experience. And the families uh -huh. who participated learned, or, you know, they did, they loved it and they thought it was a really cool concept. I learned a lot about that. What a great way to yeah. trial a business idea. Yeah. So that was really great. And then I did other fundraising mechanism type 
campaigns with other nonprofits as well. So that's how it started. I learned a lot. So now you've launched your business uh, kind of in a very formal fashion, and you've actually got your first subscription box yes. that went out last week. And you've brought one of those discovery boxes here. Can you open it up and kind of let us know what's in there? Of course, sure. So um, we have an interior wrapping because we wanted to keep this super simple. And as if you look at the boxes online, you'll see it's kind of intentionally simple. We wanted it to have that Minnesota. You know, we are not, um, I thought a lot about what does it mean to be a Minnesotan, you know, and we're, we are, um, we're not stuffy. We're right. sophisticated, but we're pretty casual, you know, and we're sturdy. So that's kind of, you'll see that in the design. It's, it's very simple. Um, but there's a, a cute tissue inner lining and then we have the, the, and it looks like flannel. Yeah. It's a Buffalo check, which is kind of our Minnesota plaid. Um, uh, so when you open it, the first thing you'll see is kind of uh, meet our local makers where I do a profile on every vendor that's in here and, um, and tell their story. Because what I found, this is uh, what people want. Yes. You know, we want that authenticity. We want to connect with. Can the, I take a look at that? Yeah, yeah. Wow, look at this. So here we've got the discovery box and it's got many, many profiles in here. And the one, of course, my eye just went to is called Purple Earth out of St. Paul, which is truffles. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And there's a twisted shrub, mm -hmm. yoga pops, macaroons, and all by local businesses. I mean, the, uh, many in Minneapolis, Medina, Duluth, Savage, Falcon Heights. This is a lot of work <laughs> developing these profiles. Well, it's a labor of love that this is the fun part. You know, this is the super fun part for me is getting to meet, discovering these. I'm a traveler at heart. I love to discover people and places and new tastes and, and just all of that. I love that part and finding the people and then calling them and meeting them and trying their product and hearing their story um, and then sharing that with other people. Mm -hmm. It's super. That's very, very rewarding. You know, the Minnesota Office of Tourism needs you. You're, you understand <laughs> this. Yeah. This is really terrific. Okay, so we've got the profiles. Yes. What comes next in the box? And then when you and then we have partnered with a local chef, um, Matthew Fogarty, and he used to run the kitchens at St. Olaf College, and in fact brought them to dis national distinction. Since he was executive chef there, they became on the top ten list for best college campus foods. Man. And he is just fantastic. He's so inventive, and he was just he whipped up these recipes using the um, um, the Burberry sauce. So let's uh, show you what else is in here. So we've got the yoga pops. That's a brand new. Um, uh, popped locust seed product, which is super, super healthy. Oh my gosh. Um, and then we have, and I can talk more about each of these because they're really cool, but I'll talk first about the Burberry. So, um, there's this cute little tube, uh, of cardboard with a bow on it. <laughs> the packaging is terrific because it is very, um, emblematic of what it is that you say this brand is, which is kind of the sophisticated yet casual Minnesota. In fact, I, I yeah. saw, I've seen it called, we use um, linen tablecloths, but we have elbows on yeah. the table. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
Um, so our kind of featured um, product this month is in the discovery box. They're all featured, but because they have the recipe as well, uh, Mama Kicks. It's a brand new product line. It's kind of hard to find. You can't really find this yet in many, very many places. You can order it online, and I believe it's on Amazon. But this woman who um, developed this product line, she has three different cooking sauces, that, she, and they are amazing. They are so authentic. Um, she has a chimichurri one that Ooh. we have that is incredibly authentic. I mean, if you look at the ingredient deck, it's all just natural ingredients. There's okay. no fillers. There's no you know preservatives or anything like that in it. And then she actually really spent significant time researching the particular regions where these came from to ensure that they were authentic, the recipes, and really tested them well. And she gives a portion of the proceeds of this is kind of a labor of love for her. She has another big job. <laughs> sure. But she wanted to use um, cooking as a way to kind of give back to something she cared about. Mm -hmm. And so she is promoting um, economic development in the regions of the world and, and providing resources to women, to women's economic development groups. And um, in these regions. So. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's so funny because we're giving back, too, with the portion of the proceeds going back to nonprofits. But most of my vendors do that as well. And so it's kind of like a triple whammy. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, it's like a triple bottom line on yeah. this where there's so much philanthropy going yeah, on. Yeah, there really is. And it's something we can all feel so excited about supporting, you know? Yeah, so you, get a, you bet your box and some of these products have their own kind of charity streams yes as well as your company yes. giving a portion of its profits yes. to a different nonprofit on yes. a seasonal basis right that's really important Whoa. so it's multi i mean i think of it as like how many boxes can i check off to do good with every sale you know it's not only supporting the small businesses but i have you know to me it's important to do um, a social oriented social mission oriented mm -hmm. company and I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive I think you can do good and make money um, and so I, I was thinking a lot about the need and I feel like small there's a lot of small nonprofits who are doing really good work and because they're small they just don't get exposure right and so rather than I could pro you know and I the larger nonprofits are really important and uh, of course also but I thought you know um, some of these small nonprofits could use the exposure and they are, it, and I'm a little concerned about what's going to happen with the tax laws because mm, right. if people aren't writing those $50 checks anymore, if they can't deduct them. So I thought, you know, those are the ones that really could use help. Um, and so I'm going to try to pick um, various causes from around the state and um, types of causes. The first group that we supported was um, um, avenues for homeless youth and they support um, kids in the Twin Cities area um, by providing host home situations for them and helping them get on their feet. So I, you know, we'll pr I'll probably look at environmental groups and um, edu yeah, uh, the arts. Right. So what are the kind of basic criteria for, for a, a product to get, to get into a You Betcha box? Well, it needs to be from Minnesota and it needs to be small enough and some of them are super small scale, like one person doing it part time. And some of them are a little bit more established. Like Funky sure. Chunky is one of my partners. And they have been around. They're very established. In fact, they, they sell nationally. But they're still a small business. And, but mostly it's very, very small micro 
you know, businesses who are doing this all hand and small batch. So that's important. The ingredients are somewhat important to me. I don't want to, you know, I want natural product. Got it. You know, what's interesting, too, is I'm taking a look at the products that you're pulling out of the box. And they're very well packaged. This is a well-made product. They're using uh, the, the required methods. Yes. In, in their kitchens. So when you get a product from, in a you betcha box, they, these are bona fide products. Yeah, they all have to be commercially licensed. So we do have, they, I think in Wisconsin they call it the pickle law. Yes. So we have a cottage food license law now in Minnesota as well. And unfortunately, there's some fantastic, I encourage people to find those makers and mm -hmm. support them. But um, I can't resell them. They right. have to sell them directly. Um, but I have people who are just one step above that. And I'm hoping to be able to provide an, a f uh, mechanism for people who want to move into commercial licensing to provide uh, a way for them to have some assurance that they will have a market, you know, to help them get to market and to, you know, otherwise everybody's just selling every bottle at a farmer's market. Right. And that's a great thing to do, but you can only go so far with that. And right. so what I wanted to do with this is to help those small makers have more um, security and sustainability by bridging that gap between that farmer's market and being a recognizable brand on a store shelf. Right. Um, just because you get jumped up to being bought by a big grocery store chain doesn't buy you um, brand recognition or right. loyalty. And you're not, you're somewhat insecure because the next hot thing could come along and displace you unless you're able, unless you can get your story out. And make sure that people know who you are. And then they're going to continue to ask for you. And that that's really what I want to try to do with this, is to provide that kind of mechanism for these small makers. You know, Katie, it, it's obvious that you love food, you love travel. Uh, yes. Your your marketing background is right here. Right here. And, and it's very, very evident. You don't come from a farming background or anything like that. Is it more of a business marketing background? Well, I kind of do a little bit on okay. the on the on the outskirts. I grew up on I was fifth generation um, on a, the family farm in Egan. Now, um, my grandfather um, stopped farming in the fifties. Okay. So, but we were. I mean, it was we lived on the land, and the land was so part of it. And we still had like we had a huge garden. My mother had a, over an acre garden, and mm. so. We farmed, we were self-sustaining in terms of like we would, she would can just tons of stuff and we'd live off of it, <laughs> you know, all through the winter. It was amazing, like stewed tomatoes in January and a day like today. And you're like five like girls, best. aren't you? Well, yes. Um, I had two brothers and my dad and my two brothers died when we were, when I was little. Um, but, and then later in the seventies, um, my cousin, Martin Diffley. Oh, um, okay, that's a name that many people will recognize. <laughs> I hadn't realized that that was yes. the connection here. Yes. Martin Diffley is one of the pioneers of organic farming and very well known nationally and especially within the metro area. Yes. And so Martin lived across the woods from me and from our family. And so in the 70s, he started farming the land and it had laid fallow since the 50s. So it never had any chemicals introduced to it. And so he didn't, at the time, there was no name for organic. It was just right. old fashioned or old school or whatever. And he studied this. He went to Europe to kind of study old, and he was, you know, kind of hippie groovy 
awesome dude. I love Martin's such a great guy. One of the guys that helped actually push uh, all of us towards the Organic Food Act. Exactly. Yes. Um, And so he started um, farming the land. And we were in 4-H. And then when I got to travel finally, which I've always had the travel bug and used to consume the the uh, National Geographics the second they came in the door when I was little. But um, and when I got to go to Spain for college and really that's kind of where I learned to cook and learn to because it's a simple diet there and it's easy to kind of build from a Mediterranean diet and, mm-hmm. and to learn how to cook based from that. So um, it's always just been a huge passion of mine. Are there any uh, uh, um, either experiences or challenges that really kind of stand out for you? And also, um, I'd like to make sure people know where they can go to find out more. Sure. It's a lot more complicated than I had anticipated. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of moving parts, you can imagine. I'd say doing this, bootstrapping it, like not having any capital to start it with really um (laughs) it was challenging (laughs) so i'm hoping to build it into a you know into a business that is sustainable and you know for me as well right (laughs) um but it's been really mostly rewarding i mean yeah there's little they're puzzles and there's there's little hurdles you have to jump over and you're like "Mm, that didn't work so good we'll do it this way next time that's the nature of startup you have to be flexible you have to be comfortable with some chaos and be able to pivot. So you learn really what resonates with people and um, and how to just leverage that better. You learn how to work better with your partners. My mm-hmm. vendors are really my partners. We're in this together. You know, right. we're building a community. And you're really keeping track of scores of vendors. Yes. Yeah. My there's a gosh. lot of there's a lot of back end management. There's a lot of operational. You know, like there's a lot of licensing requirements. So for me to be able to sell the individual boxes, now I'm moving into a new licensing. Um, situation and so wow. there's there's just uh, like I said it's very complicated oh <laughs> and I God. want the vendors to make money too I'm you not bet. you know I'm trying to make sure everybody is you know doing well and um, being taken care of so okay so here I am I'm producing a product in Minnesota that I would love for you to consider yes or I'm someone who wants to buy one of the you betcha box yes. subscriptions where do I find you I'm online at you betcha box dot com and it's y-o-u b-e-t-c-h-a box b-o-x dot com visit my website bronxtobarn.com to download this and past interviews to learn about my farm and to reserve 100% grass-fed beef we deliver to Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota thanks <laughs>